You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to This Week in Daily Star Trek News. Today is Saturday, October 2nd, 2021. Coming up on the show today, Star Trek Online is kicking butt at its latest fundraiser. Vintage Sci-Fi is getting a couple of reboots. Star Trek fiction is stronger than ever, and this week's history will take you down a wonderful rabbit hole of comic book art, uh, if you are so inclined. My name is Allison Pitt, and today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. And now just a reminder, if you're listening to me on the podcast today, you are welcome to come and join us on the live stream every Saturday at 2 p.m. on YouTube. Uh, we're a nice bunch and nobody bites, as far as I know. Uh, anyway, that's at youtube.com forward slash Daily Star Trek News. Uh, also, make sure to stick around after the news today. I'm doing some Star Trek show and tell, and we've got the results of today's poll, which, speaking of which, uh, today's poll was asking about your favorite aspect of Star Trek Lower Decks. Now, I run this poll uh, simultaneously on Twitter and on the YouTube live stream today. So I am very curious to see how the two will differ, if they will. Um, the four answers are the humor, the Easter eggs, the heart, or the occasional obscenity. <laughs> if you have seen this week's episode that's entitled, I excrete us, um, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, you really, um, yeah, you cannot get away from... Uh, <laughs> one particular image this week. No spoilers here, though. Uh, anyway, let's get started on the news, shall we? Uh, and then we can get onto the other stuff, too. Okay, so starting off today, I want to just shout about a win. So uh, if you remember a couple weeks ago, uh, I had an interview with Chase Masterson uh, all about Star Trek Online Season 24 Reflections, their new season that's come out. Um, all about the mirror universe and uh, to celebrate the launch of that they were having a uh, special bundle offer with fanatical.com uh, where you could buy in-game stuff it was also donations to charity like if you bought through their website then you would get a they would donate to charity as well and you had the opportunity to win a seat uh, a, a berth on star trek the cruise five i think we're up to uh, which is setting sail next year so this week, we found out uh, some of the early results of that charity fundraiser, and they have raised over $75,000 so far for the Boys and Girls Clubs of America. So it's a really, really great result. Uh, the best part is it's still open. So that uh, fundraiser is actually running through uh, October 6th, so you have a few days left. If you'd like to score some exclusive Star Trek Online bundles and uh, contribute to their charity fundraiser as well, please do so. Uh, you can go to fanatical.com and search for Star Trek Online. You can also go to startrekonline.com. They've got a link there uh, to, that, um, uh, to that bundle, to that site. Um, and of course, uh, if you haven't already, you're not already a Star Trek Online player, uh, you can also find out more about how to download the game and play it for yourself at StarTrekOnline.com. And please go and check out the interview that I had with Chase Masterson. Um, she's a wonderful lady. Um, in addition to her work on Star Trek Deep Space Nine, uh, she's also had <laughs> now a decade of experience with Star Trek Online. 
And um, she's doing great work with her own charity called Pop Culture Hero Coalition, and we talk about that too. So please go and check that out. That's on the YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Daily Star Trek News, and I hope you'll check it out. All right. <laughs> Moving on from gaming to a little bit of um, vintage television. <laughs> Uh, so the first one today, because there's two stories, which I'm sure you've heard about the second one already, but I'm going to go with the first one, is William Shatner's Tech War is being rebooted. And it's not just being rebooted as, you know, a, a plain old television series. Um, it's what's going to be called a mixed reality adult animated series. Uh, so what does that mean? I don't actually know. <laughs> Deadline reported this earlier this week. And what they've said is that it's going to be blending science fiction and science fact in the new series, and it's going to be a combination of an interactive thing with animation. I don't really understand it. So uh, here's what they have to say. The new series is being written and developed by Matt uh, Michnovitz, which I'm, I don't, I never pronounce the name properly, but um, he's from Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and 24. Pure Imagination Studios and Shatner's own company, Shatner Universe, will produce the series. It's billed as a mixed reality adult animated series, and it's going to allow audiences to get in on the action. Deadline says the level of immersion into the show, its characters and technology is enhanced by the ability to become part of the narrative through audience use of mobile slash wearable devices or tablet computers. Your guess is as good as mine. Uh, Pure Imagination's chief content officer, John P. Roberts, commented on the partnership with Shatner Universe saying, we are very excited to work with the legendary William Shatner to reimagine the world of Tech War as a post-pandemic time. Tech War was ahead of its time, a future filled with AI and the world of simulated reality. It's becoming a reality now and we're excited to build a story verse around it. Um, William Shatner as well is very excited. He says, this is the future and I'm looking forward to it. Now, um, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Tech War as I was, um, it follows the life of one Jake Cardigan, a detective who was later exonerated uh, after being framed, convicted, and sentenced for selling mind-altering technology called Tech, T-E-K, so that's Tech War. Um, I don't know anything about it. People who love it say they love it. It was a series of books before it was a television show and then a movie. Uh, but uh, certainly it's um, uh, one of a few of these uh, older era shows that are kind of coming into uh, modern reboots, which should be kind of interesting. That was uh, the novel came out in 1989. Now, the second one, which we didn't cover this week, but I know that a lot of Star Trek fans are really, really, really excited about and does have a few Star Trek connections, is Babylon 5. Uh, so <laughs> Variety reported earlier this week that uh, a reboot is in development with the original series creator, J. Michael Straczynski. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, Babylon 5 uh, when I spoke to um, Walter Koenig in my interview with him back in March. Uh, Babylon 5 is another series that I'm not that familiar with, but uh, if you are interested in Babylon 5, if you love that show, you will certainly be happy, and you've probably already heard about it already, so, so maybe not new news. Anyway, so that's it. Uh, curious to see what they're going to tackle next. Uh, personally, I'm for MathNet, uh, which 
<laughs> was a sort of a serialized, it went with Square One Television. It was a kid's show and it aired five days a week. Uh, it was every week had a five part story and it was all based in math. And those guys were my heroes. It's a show I love possibly more than Star Trek and it's way overdue for a reboot. So watch this space. Anyway, let's move on. Um, we've got a lot to cover today. So uh, next up, we're talking about um, the the novels. Uh, well, novels, fiction in general. Um, starting off with the new official magazine, Star Trek Explorer, which is kind of a reboot of the official Star Trek magazine. Uh, they are coming out with their first episode in November. And they had some... Um, uh, they they let Trek Corps know about some of the details of what's going to be coming in the, the new magazine, one of one section of which is going to be uh, short fiction. So uh, and there it's not just by anybody, they're by some pretty big authors. So uh, what do we say? Trek Corps said each uh, issue will have two print stories and for subscribers access to two more stories in a digital supplement. The first set of stories will revolve around the character of Q, um, and the initial stories will be written by novelist Una McCormick, who is a, a slight theme today. You'll find out more about her later. Um, and uh, James Swallow, who is one of the contributors to the Coda book series, which I'll come on to in a second as well. Uh, and then also Star Trek Voyager screenwriter Lisa Clink and writer Chris Cooper. Um, issue number one uh, of Star Trek Explorer goes on sale on November 2nd. Uh, you can get it through any magazine re retailers, uh, comic book stores should have it as well. Now, I mentioned uh, the Coda book series. Now, I, I, I want to say we, I can't remember if we told you about that last week that it was coming. Yes, we did. It was Last week I told you it was coming out. This week and it's now out, it's available. You can get book one, Moments Asunder by Dayton Ward. Uh, it's out uh, at any good uh, book retailer right now. But I wanted to point you towards uh, our writer, Dave Powell, uh, put together some questions for Dayton Ward and uh, we published the interview with him this week. So go and check that out if you wanna learn a little bit more about Dayton's history and uh, his, uh, his thoughts on writing the series. Um, there's some really good information in there and it's just wonderful to hear it in his own words. So go check that out, uh, dailystartreknews.com, uh, it's on there. All right. So I've got uh, just a couple more stories that I'm gonna get to in just a moment, but I do wanna remind you all that uh, if you're enjoying the show, if you like what we do uh, and you like learning about uh, what's going on in the Star Trek multiverse, uh, this show is supported by people like you. Uh, through Patreon. It's, I know, it's like the script. I've been saying it for years, so I can't help myself. This show is supported by people like you through Patreon. Um, you can find out more about that at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. It's really easy to sign up. Um, we have memberships, monthly memberships from just a dollar a month. Uh, and if you sign up for the year, you get a discount on that. So it's, it works out to be about $10 to support us for the whole year. And that helps uh, not just for this show on YouTube, not just the podcast, but it helps keep our daily newsletter going, uh, helps pay our writers and make sure that we've got all the information that you need to know at your fingertips. Um, so once again, patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. And one more thing before we get onto the rest of the news, uh, the giveaway that I promised you last week for that book, uh, the autobiography of Mr. Spock, which is 
edited by Una McCormick. That is now live on our website. So go to dailystartreknews.com forward slash giveaway. All the details are there. Unlike some of our previous giveaways, this one is open to international people. So uh, anybody worldwide, if you want to enter, uh, please do so. It's very easy. You can either retweet our promotional tweet on, uh, on Twitter. <laughs> it's a little redundant. Uh, you can also just email me with the subject line, <laughs> Spock me, <laughs> and, uh, and I'll enter you in, in the giveaway. Um, Entries close next Saturday night, 11.59 p.m. Pacific time, and uh, we'll get in touch with the winner uh, shortly thereafter. So go check that out. All the details are on dailystartreknews.com forward slash giveaway, and good luck. I really hope somebody international wins this because uh, you, guys, uh, you guys get left behind a lot. Sorry about that. Okay. So uh, the next part of the show, not so much news, but I just wanted to make sure that you guys are aware that, you know, Lower Decks is out now. We've got Prodigy coming up. Discovery Season 4 is coming in November, and the, the promotional machine is going gangbusters. Uh, we had a couple of interviews this week, not me personally, but other people did interviews that I wanted to point you towards. We've got write-ups and summaries on our website, but then you should go and check out the original interview. Uh, the first one is a um, voice actor by the name of Carl Tart, who voiced uh, Kayshawn uh, from Star Trek Lower Decks, the Temerian, the new Temerian crew member. Uh, so he had did a conversation with Trek Movie, and you should go check that out. He's normally an improv guy. <laughs> uh, so it was an interesting change for him to be scripted. And also, you know, Temerians are different and interesting. Anyway, that's over at trekmovie.com. Uh, the actor's name is Carl Tart, so that's a really good one. Uh, and then also Jeffrey Combs um, uh, spoke with io9 last week about coming back to Lower Decks again as the, <laughs> the totally normal and not at all evil computer Agamus. <laughs> Uh, which was the uh, the week, not this past week, but the week before um, episode of Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, and it was great. Uh, he, he's now been in, geez, almost every series at this point. Anyway, it's a good interview with him. Go check that out on io9.com. Uh, and if you're if you're into those interviews, if you like reading them, keep your eyes peeled because um, that's the that's the the thing that's coming out nowadays. A lot of the a lot of the actors are doing interviews uh, around various places for promotion. Okay, and then finally today, it's um, so it, I'm changing gears a little bit. I don't normally do history on this show anymore. I always used to do it in the daily um, on a Wednesday. I always used to do history. We still do a history. Um, uh, post on on the website every week and if you subscribe to the newsletter of course you get that every Wednesday um, and our uh, history writer T sometimes digs up some really amazing stuff and this week I wanted to signpost just to, to go in and check it out um, so uh, this past Wednesday was uh, would have been the birthday of uh, a comic artist called Russ Heath on September 29th, 1926. Um, he was a well-respected comic book artist. Uh, he's got like if you search for him on Google, you'll find loads of his. <laughs> you'll find loads of his stuff, but I will say some of it is NSFW. Um, 
I'm trying to remember the name of the one that I saw, but it was uh, scantily clad cowgirls fighting Nazis. It was top quality. Um, but it's really, really fascinating because he was involved. Um, he uh, uh, Let me just read what T wrote. By the time he was 20, Heath was fully employed as a comic book artist for Timely Comics, the publishing company who would eventually become Marvel Comics. His, work, his first work for them had a Western theme, but since he was not credited, it's not definitively know what that story was. Excuse me. His first superhero story, however, is believed to be the 1949 story, Fate Fixed a Fight in Captain America number 71. Now, why does this have anything to do with Star Trek? Well, uh, I'm glad you theoretically probably asked while you were listening. Uh, so Heath's work in the Star Trek universe took place in 1975 when he worked for Peter Pan Records, which was a record label that had become known for creating records packaged with storybooks. Now the company did a number of licensed releases, including a series of Star Trek stories. He contributed artwork to some of those releases, including at least two uh, called Passage to Moab and The Crier in the Emptiness. Uh, Russ Heath was actually uh, inducted to the Will Eisner Comic Book Hall of Fame in 2009, so he's, you know, really well respected in the comic book world. You can read his biography on Wikipedia. Uh, some of his work is available on comic, comicarttracker.com. And there's also, um, uh, let me see what the name of the YouTube channel is. There is a YouTube channel um, uh, by a user called C.H. Danhauser, um, who, who does some animated series. Uh, all the, the videos on that channel are animated series stuff. He has an entire um, playlist where he's got the Star Trek story record. Um, how many are there? There's eight of them. They're a really interesting piece of history. Um, I obviously came to Star Trek. I came to Star Trek in the 90s, probably with TNG. And so some of the more obscure marketing tie-ins from the 60s and 70s um, passed me by. So this was new to me this, um, this week. I found it completely fascinating, as well as all of the other stuff that Russ Heath did in his career. Please go check it out. You can read the story about him um, on our website, dailystartreknews.com. Um, and, and enjoy, just enjoy it. That's all I have to say. All right. Well, that is it for the news this week in daily Star Trek news. Thank you for listening. Now, just a, a reminder that if you are listening to this on the podcast, you should come and join us on the YouTube live stream. We have extra chat, um, Show and tell, let me tell you, is much more exciting when you can see the showing part of the show and tell. Uh, and <laughs> so come join us. It's a ton of fun. It's Saturdays, 2 p.m. on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. A reminder that you can also find all of this week's stories and more because I didn't include everything. They're all on dailystartreknews.com. And if you still want that daily fix rather than just the weekly sum summation, uh, you can uh, hit up the Daily Star Trek newsletter, dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. There's a form on there to sign up that comes straight to your inbox. It's free. All we take is your email address um, and it comes every day. So you'll never miss anything. Anyway, thank you again for listening. This show is produced by me, Allison Pitt, and it's written by Chris Peterson, Marina Kravchuk, De uh, Jack Brown, T. Rick Jones, and David Powell. Uh, once again, today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. 
Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. I'll be back tomorrow with more of the Star Trek news you need to know. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. And stick around for show and tell because it'll be a ton of fun. All right. The news. Hey. <laughs> Hi, everybody. How are we all? How are we all doing today? That was an awkward silence while I wait for the stream to catch up with me. Um, yeah, put put how you're feeling in the chat. I'm very curious to see how the poll is going. Uh, if you didn't see uh, up at, uh, I actually don't know where it comes in the chat side of things. Um, it should be at the top, hopefully. There is a poll today asking, what is your favorite aspect of Star Trek Lower Decks? Um, yeah, please do uh, participate in that. And uh, at the end, I'll, I'll check in with how the, the Twitter poll is doing as well. So, uh, show and tell this week um, is really, really dusty uh, because it's actually been on the floor of my office right there, which you can't see, but it's been on the floor of my office for a while because I can't quite bear to put it away in my box of memory stuff. It is uh, my pass from STLV 2019. That's not working. Um, STLV 2019. It's the last uh, STLV that I went to. And um, it might be the last one I go to at the Rio in Las Vegas. Uh, so we'll see. Um, this one was a really exciting one for me because, um, as you can see, so I had my little promotional pin at the top. That was my original uh, logo for Daily Star Trek News, It's um, which I still like. Uh, it's, you know, but it it didn't have my face on it. And it and the show kind of matured a little bit when I started putting my face on things. That's a really awkward thing to say out loud, but it did. So um, so it now has my face on it. Sorry. Uh, but that was my that was the original logo and the original pin. And this was the first time that I had ever, believe it or not, this is the first time I ever actually had a press pass um, at STLV. And so I was really, really proud of, of uh, having that. And um, fun fact, this literally only gets you access to the press pit uh, at the front of the stage, which is less exciting than you think. Because at first I was really, really, really excited about um, it. <laughs> I was like, I get to go in the press pit. It's like right up at the front. Um, but it's really cramped and you have to sit on the floor. Um, and, you know, it's really uncomfortable, especially for long panels. And as I discovered, it's actually, um, I've seen a lot of the panels a lot of times now and they kind of are the same over and over again. And it's really awkward when you have to like run in and take pictures of people and then run back out again. But it's, you know, it's fun and it's definitely an honor to, to be recognized as press. This was also the first year because I only started uh, Daily Star Trek News in 2019. So um, that was like the, the, first, uh, the, the first year for that. Um, on the Flickr, which uh, you can find a link to my Flickr account on DailyStarTrekNews.com because I was... Uh, including all the pictures from various events that I was going to uh, way back. But of course, I haven't been to any events <laughs> since then. Um, I've got all the pictures that I took that year, uh, including one particularly creepy one 
of Brent Spiner. And I don't know what it was, but it in this picture, he has kind of a grimace on his face and he was looking directly at me. And it's really creepy. Go and find it. It's fun. I reposted every once in a while on Twitter because it's a tremendous amount of fun. Um, and of course, I always keep my wristband because I do. So anyway, that's show and tell. Seriously, guys, if you have if you have lanyards or fun things like that, please, you know, send me pictures. I love to see them. It's just, you know, um, being part of the fandom isn't just shouting about, um, you know, whatever the latest uh, argument is on Twitter. It's also about going to these things and, you know, collecting stuff and building a life around it. So show me your stuff. It'd be fun. All right. So I'm going to have a quick swizz up the, uh, the chat, folks. So let me see. So Tim says, ever thought of doing DSTN on Instagram as well for some of uh, so for some of us who do not use Twitter? I actually, I used, I used to do uh, daily Star Trek news on Instagram. I never did, I never broadcast live, excuse me. But it, there is an Instagram account and it's mostly got old stuff. What I was finding was that the, um, I was not getting the sort of interactions that I wanted on Instagram. And it was, uh, it's very time consuming to curate an Instagram account. Uh, Twitter for me is more uh, effective and I can auto post to Twitter using the website. Um, uh, fun fact, some of you know this and some of you don't. For the first about a year of daily Star Trek news, it was only me. I literally wrote the entire show, uh, recorded, produced, published the whole show, including all of the website, all of the social media, everything. Um, so I automated as much as I could because I literally couldn't do it all. Um, and Instagram is the one place that you can't automate to. Uh, you might be able to now, I don't know. I haven't used it in a while. Um, but you can't, you couldn't auto post, you could plan ahead. But again, if I was planning ahead, I was planning the show. So it's just, it became, um, it was not, uh, it wasn't generating the return that I wanted for the effort. So I don't use Instagram anymore. I've thought about TikTok, but um, I'm too old for TikTok. <laughs> I watch TikTok, but mm, uh, YouTube for me is a much better, uh, YouTube and Twitter are much better uh, places for me. So that's where we will stick. I will try, you know, I try to make the show and our content available as many places as possible, but sometimes we just have to, you know, be realistic about what we can do. So, um, David says, speaking of logos, what do you think about DSTN t-shirts like Larry Nemechek did? Yeah, probably should do that at some point. I, the, honestly, the reason that I haven't is because I don't really have a logo except for the one that has my face on it. And I feel really odd about um, selling t-shirts with my face on them. That's pretty much the start and end of it. So uh, I am working with an artist. I don't know if you uh, know Carl Huber, who is a, AKA Natural 20 Shirts. Uh, we're going to hopefully, you know, there are a couple of custom designs on our Tee Public shop, which you can find out more about at dailystartreknews.com slash Tee Public. Uh, there's a couple of uh, Daily Star Trek News original designs on there. They're not a logo yet, um, but probably at some point we will get together and uh, and make something that's actually branded. So we'll see. Um, 
Paul Wright uh, says, I wish you were at this year's. I'm assuming he's talking about STLV. I kind of wish I was too. It STLV looked like it was a ton of fun this year. Um, but it's, uh, I still have a small person at home who can't get vaccinated for COVID-19. So uh, between finding childcare and uh, the risk we were putting the family at, decided that it, this year was not the year to go. Uh, I'm glad that so many people enjoyed themselves, but it was just not for me this year. Uh, let's see. Uh, hello to uh, Dr. Mohammed Noor. <laughs> Should never know how to say. It sounds really condescending, actually, when I say it like that, and I apologize. I just want to make sure that everybody knows how amazingly awesome Dr. Mohammed Noor is. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he is a Star Trek science consultant. Um, he also hosts BioTrekkie Bio Explains on YouTube and BioTrekkie with the Admiral. Um, and he's just an all around really cool guy. So go check out his YouTube channel too. Uh, let's see. Paul Wright says, OMG, I loved MathNet. Yes, you did because it's amazing. Uh, for those of you, if you have not watched MathNet, you can find all of them on YouTube. There are a couple people who have compiled the entire series, and they are excellent. They're just excellent. As far as I'm concerned, like, they were the precursor to the X-Files. I said this on Twitter the other day. If any of you don't follow me, or if you do, you probably heard about it. There was an episode I was watching recently where... So there was a baseball game and this kid lost his father's prized baseball. And with the power of geometry, they found that it had bounced into somebody's house. Um, so they, they figured this all out at the, at the police station, math station, and uh, they went to go and question the owner of the house uh, only to find that the house had been stolen, the whole house had been lifted off its foundations and stolen. So that's the level of weird that MathNet gets, um, but it's wonderful and educational. And, you know, I love Star Trek because it inspires people to go farther and think big and think into the future. And MathNet certainly did exactly the same thing with math. I was very big into math and I, I credit um, Kate Monday and George Frankly for that. Um, Yes, Paul, they are on YouTube. Just uh, search for them. The quality is terrible because I don't even think they were ever out on VHS. Somebody, I think, must have recorded them on VHS from a television broadcast and then put them together. Um, who knows? Anyway, um, I was going to say something and then I forgot what it was. So instead, I'm going to say thank you very much. Uh, oh, we haven't done the poll. That's what it was. I'm literally looking at it right now. Uh, I'll give you like a couple more seconds. Uh, if you haven't done the poll, uh, the question today is, what's your favorite aspect of Star Trek Lower Decks? The choices are the humor, the Easter eggs, the heart, or the occasional obscenity. <laughs> Sorry. That picture of a spread eagle Boimler is everywhere on my feed today. I went on Twitter earlier to check uh, just that it, we hadn't missed anything big. Um, and uh, Lower Decks was trending, which is odd. And I wonder if like Twitter is like uh, tailoring the trending topics to my sort of uh, audience or whatever, because I, 
I went scrolling down and nothing in there was like going particularly viral. I couldn't fathom why Lower Decks was trending, but it was. Um, and yeah, just the whole damn place was just full of Boimler. And it was really a little upsetting. Also, this week's episode featured Alex Alice Krieg as the Borg Queen, which is wonderful. At first, I thought that they might have just like grabbed snippets or outtakes from um, First Contact. But no, there's new stuff in there. So uh, yeah, go get it. Um, okay, so right, I'm ending the poll. Let's have a look. It takes a minute uh, to come up with the results. So in the meantime, I'm going to flip over and have a look and see what it's doing on Twitter too. Interesting. Huh. Interesting. Okay, so you guys said uh, the winner with 50% uh, of the vote is the Easter eggs. Uh, second place is the humor at 30%. 20% uh, said uh, their favorite aspect of Lower Decks was the heart. And uh, nobody, nobody said the occasional obscenity. Honestly, I kind of like the occasional obscenity, not because I'm into obscenity, you know, publicly, but um, I love watching people losing their minds and talking about it. And it just, uh, it's, a... I like that they're breaking the rules. It, uh, that works for me. Uh, for comparison's sake, uh, over on, um, on Twitter, uh, if you don't follow me on Twitter, by the way, it's uh, twitter.com forward slash daily trek news. Uh, daily Star Trek news wouldn't fit, so it's daily trek news. The poll is on there, and so far, I'm going to let it run overnight, uh, but so far, the humor is in the lead with, uh, ooh, actually, it's a tie. The humor and the Easter eggs, 38.9% of the vote, uh, and the heart with 22.2. And similarly, Absolutely nobody has said that the occasional obscenity was their favorite part. This is, I, okay, that's fine. It's, you know, that's fine. Uh, anyway, I, I hope you guys uh, are enjoying Lower Decks. Uh, we are now, it is October now, which means that we are less than a month away from the premiere of Star Trek Prodigy on Paramount Plus. I'm very excited for that. Um, you know, I just, whatever. I'm sure you'll hear a lot more about Prodigy in the next couple of weeks as well. Um, all right, that's all I've got. Thank you guys very, very much for coming. It's been wonderful to see you in the chat. Uh, we will see you uh, next week. Live long and prosper. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.rottenberry.com.